Hello and welcome to the 19th edition of the Beyond the Bleachers podcast. Nyekon Okan here with Nibia Okan, Jason Hernandez, and Christian Sanchez. How are we doing, fellas? Tired. In the house. <laughs> it's been a long day. Heat I know. Heat exhaustion, man. Nah, yeah, I feel hot. I feel that. I feel that. And it's Christian, heat. we know you're used to this shit, but we're not. We deal with it now and shit. Hey, bro, I've I dealt with the worst of both worlds. <laughs> we're New Englanders. All we know how to do is complain about the weather. Yo, what's your temperature in the winter? Down here? Yeah. Um, the lowest I've seen it was... It wasn't even at, like, the freezing point. It wasn't even at 32 degrees. It, it was in, like, the mid-30s. That's the lowest I've ever seen it, though. Definitely oh. been colder, though, down here before. But, but it does snow. It, it snows there, right? <laughs> nah. Well, it wow. can. It rarely does. Okay. The only time I've ever seen it snow down here was my freshman year of high school. Dude, it snowed two inches, and they canceled school for a week. Oh, my God. Wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. They, they just don't have the resources down here to handle it like like we do. Oh, uh, that, that makes sense. Yeah, like the salt dude, and all that? Nah, they don't got snow. Dude, I've, I've, we've literally witnessed, like, six-inch snowstorms, and we still have school. Dude. Which is insane. And you know what really sucked? The, when they canceled school for a week, instead of just adding those days to the end of the year, they added time to every school day for the rest of the year. What the fuck? Yes, bro. Like, like, I just had to sit in biology class for, like, another 15 minutes, bro, and that was terrible. When did you leave at three? Um, no, I think we normally would leave around, like, 2.20, but then after that, we wouldn't leave until, like, 2.45. Yeah, I forget you were not to the people that don't know Christian. He went to our high school uh, when we were in high school, but I forgot you didn't even start out at classical. Yeah, my first year there was my sophomore year. Nah, and even then I didn't come in the beginning of the year. Like my first day at classical was like a couple weeks into the school year, sophomore year. Oh wow. You got a good program. You had a good time, I hope. Yeah, that was straight. <laughs> I mean, a, the highlight of it was, uh, yeah, honestly, wasn't as fun as college, but it was okay. All right, enough with us reminiscing. We got a good show. <laughs> yes, we do. All right, in just a bit, we'll be talking about the NFL's response to the coronavirus. And then in a little bit later in the show, we'll be talking about the Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon Deluxe album. And Jason will be ranting a little bit about why deluxe albums are bad. Yeah, fuck up. <laughs> and then later in the show, we'll be beginning our top 10 for our top 25 players ranking. Uh, re- excuse me, returning to the NBA bubble. Are you guys ready? Let's get, Let's get it. it. Let's... Right. Let's get into it. Unlike many sports leagues around the country and around the world that were playing when the coronavirus forced leagues to shut down, the NFL had the advantage of being in the offseason and having six months to prepare for any possible scenarios before mm-hmm. the regular season games began. 
The league didn't take advantage of this time as players and owners are still trying to figure out how to safely return the team facilities for team activities. Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson took to Twitter expressing his concern for his pregnant wife and the unclear plan that the league had for returning. This past weekend, we learned that the NFL owners and the Players Association had finally agreed to a date for the start of training camp. The two sides agreed to having training camp at team facilities without fans starting on July 28th with rookies reporting on Tuesday, July 21st, and quarterbacks and injured players reporting two days later on July 23rd. The NFL and NFLPA also agreed to daily testing for the first two weeks of the training camp, with the results coming back to teams within 24 hours. If the positive test rate falls below 5% after the first two weeks, the league would have transitioned to testing players every other day. If the positive test rate does not dip below 5%, Daily testing will continue until it reaches that mark. After arriving at training camp, players and staff will also have to test negative twice before being able to participate in training camp. It is also being reported, and it has been confirmed by Mark Garofalo and Tim Pelissero of NFL Network, that the league will be eliminating preseason games to allow players to further acclimate to the ongoing situation. As of Tuesday afternoon, the Players Association announced that 59 players had tested positive for the coronavirus. All right, that was a lot of information right there. Um, But what are your thoughts on how the league has handled everything so far with the coronavirus going on? Um, I feel like the league waited a little too long to make a decision. This is definitely something that should have been decided on – a few weeks before. And we all know, yeah, the NFL had the most time to prepare for a season. And it just sucks that they literally dragged this out to the final minute. And like, like, think of, like, like even on a collegiate level, college football conferences are, well, conferences are waiting to see if they can have a normal season and if they or if they um they won't. But it's looking like things aren't gonna be normal. The best situation right now is to push things back and just wait and see how this coronavirus uh situation progresses. Uh I agree. I feel oh well, you know, NFL teams are significantly larger than pretty much any other team. In any other sport, really, or the organization as a whole is what I'm trying to say. It's it's bigger. Yeah. Um. They they waited way too late for these decisions. Like you said, basically when the Super Bowl concluded, that's kind of when things were starting to get underway here. So they literally had a whole off season to. To figure out something. I think I think this really shows like how bad the communication is between the league and the players. Like you got like players like big name players like Russell Wilson on like being out on Twitter about it directly to them because I I guess the NFL isn't keeping the at least. Are we surprised? Yeah, are we surprised? No, not really. Nah. I want to the, NFL, the, the, the NFL is not the NFL is not as up to date with things like this. 
with a lot of things, actually. No, I wouldn't. In comparison I wouldn't say, to like the NBA and stuff like that, I wouldn't say they're not as up to date, but they kind of drag their feet. I don't want to say up to date's the wrong word. I want to say the communication is better in other associations than the NFL. Let's just put it yeah. that way. Yeah, I would say the I'd say the yeah, NFL like between the league and the players association. Yeah, I would say the NFL just drags their feet. Yeah. Um, I would say. Like I'm gonna echo what you guys all said. It it is it is a shame that it took the league. You know, it had six months, unlike the NBA or the MLS or any of the European soccer leagues. That you know, they had time to prepare, and they didn't take advantage of that time. And especially with the fact that you know, they prepared for the NFL draft. So you know from it being an in-person experience to going fully virtual and then to not prepare for the actual season is just like, it's just a shame. And I don't know if the NFL was thinking, you know, what we saw like there at first with the coronavirus, there wasn't too many cases in Southern states. And then now cases are now spiking and, you know, we see a lot of Southern states breaking records every day um, with the number of positive t- positive tests that they're getting back. So I don't know. And that is a stupid, in a way, that is a stupid, you know, if that is the case of why the league was kind of holding hope, that is a stupid reason. Um, but it just doesn't make sense to me. You prepare for the NFL draft to be virtual you could at least prepare to have it where your players can play an NFL season and it's like you guys it's hard it's not like you can send all these players to Disney World like the NBA and just play games like each team has 53 players and then on top of that you have team personnel, you have water boys, those people do travel two games every week. Coaches, that's a lot of players. Let's say like 80, I'm going to say a rough number, like 80 times 32. Who's good at math? Who could do that for me? 2,400 roughly. 2,000. I had the calculator on it. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, mental math's a real thing. Yeah, I know. You, yeah, it was easy. You took the eight, you took the three, did that. I uh, I don't need a. I don't need a. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's guys. about it's about it's about twenty five hundred. About twenty more, a little over twenty five hundred. That's a lot compared to the NBA, where you have fifteen players from the twenty two teams doing the math right in front of me right now. That's a little – that's 330 players plus the staff. I think the NBA, they said that they only have, like – I think it's, like, 1,200. 12 or – from – I don't know. I'm probably messing up the number, but, like, 12 or 1,400 um, player, um, players, staff, and media alone in the bubble. So – 
a bubble isn't really a bubble is not an option for the NFL. So mm-hmm. it's just a shame that they didn't, you know, plan for it. And I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, you could say that the season was in jeopardy, but it seems like now that the league is um, kind of doing what it needs to do to have a season this year. Um, but I do want to ask you guys, um, do you think there will be a full 16-game season this year? No. Why is that? I mean, you're not in terms of uh, in terms of the other sports leagues like the MLB they're having a reduced season with the NFL i feel like you're either you you're definitely i would say if you're going they're going to reduce their season you're either going to end up playing 12 games or 8 games yeah I that's agree. just a that's just like a rough estimate it, it really depends on what happens moving forward with the Spiders. yeah yeah, because like with football, the difference is like you can't you can't shorten their rest period, like with yeah. how much they exert. So yeah. you're not going to be able to cram 16 games in into a shorter period of time. So yeah, you're definitely going to have to cut it. Especially, yeah, and you definitely can't do that because there's been calls for making the NFL much more safer. Mm-hmm. Less injuries, less more time to, you know, prepare. More time to, not necessarily more time to recover and prepare it game by game, but more more clarity as to what's going on in terms of virus and and all that. Mm-hmm. And yes, a bubble is not an option, like you mentioned no. previously. That's not even. There's it's there's just... no way. It's just such backwards thinking because, you know, I'm sure you guys all watch NFL games. They have these commercials about prioritizing player safety with, you know, reducing, uh, making the rules safer, reduce concussions. I mean, this isn't concussions, but this is, you know. Player safety. Yeah, no, exactly. This, this so it's like. Concussions, bro. This yeah. is something that kills people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so. Like they're healthy and stuff, because I mean they're professional football players. But I mean they got family too. Russell Wilson's, you know, Sierra's pregnant. About his family and yes. all that. So. Yeah, Sierra's pregnant, and pregnant people are in that group of that are that are more susceptible to, you know, catching the virus. Mm-hmm. Not catching the virus, but you being know, affected by the it. higher threat. Yeah, they're the negative outcomes. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, any other thoughts? Because I'm just gonna circle around what I, what I've just been saying. Um, I mean, oh. no, I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. Did I, uh, all right, Christian, uh, we'll come back to you. Yeah, um, well, I think it's not the greatest look for the NFL, but something that can help their image regarding this is if they pounce on this quick and situate it. That's all I got to say about it. It's going to be real interesting to see what happens moving forward. 
Yeah, because because dealing with this is a very complex issue. It's not like it's not like something with the NL NFL or um or hockey where this can get solved really quickly. Like there's so many complex issues that the NFL needs to figure out in order how to in order to have a safe season. Could you see? Uh, Jason, I'll let you talk, and then I'll ask my question. No, I was going to say the NBA, you know, figured out a program for these players. The NHL has a program figured out for their players. The MLB, there was tension, but, I mean, hey, opening days in two days. Yeah, they situated it. They figured it out. Speaking of the MLB, could you see the NFL getting themselves into a situation where they have breaks and talks and there's speculation of, you know, possibly not having of Ten- not having tension. a season. Yes. Tension. Tension among the league, of course. Yes. Between the legs of the league and the players. Yeah, definitely. I think baseball baseball's one baseball's one of those sports where like I, I'm not one hundred percent surprised, but baseball's one of those sports where you don't really see a lot of tension throughout the league. So like I haven't mm-hmm. noticed real real tension among the players association and the commissioner before before this really. So well, there ha- there hasn't been a real lockout threat since the last one, and that's that was like ninety five. Yeah, that's over twenty years ago. Baseball's always kind of figured it out. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see a situation where, I mean, the NFL has had a lockout more recent than the MLB, but I could definitely see a situation where there is, you know, tension among the league for the NFL. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, this could literally be the start of it. And it does, yeah, that's expressing it on media. Yeah. Actually, no. They actually, not even the lockout, they actually just renewed, I forgot, they just renewed the CBA. Not a lockout, but just, you know, some players may not want to return. Oh, yeah, and that should be expected, and that's one of the things they're actually still trying to work out, like that should be compensation if players don't want to play. Yeah, because, I mean, they make more money than the average person, but they still have to make money, you know? Yeah, I mean, even that, you still would like to make money, you know? I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine, you know, anyone would want to go four months without making anything. Exactly. They they need to figure it out, and they honestly need to figure it out fast because it could get ugly. For sure, for sure. And Ibia, I'm going to go back to you. Did you remember what you were going to no, I lost my. I lost what I was gonna say. Okay, okay. All right, um, Jason. I know you're pretty excited for our next topic um, about deluxe albums, but let's get into a little bit about Pop Smoke first. It seems like 2020 has been the year of deluxe albums with the amount that have been released within the past six months. Low Baby, A Boogie, Low Uzi Vert, Gina Aiko, Nav are a few of the artists that have released deluxe versions of their albums this year. The late Pop Smoke released the deluxe edition to Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon this past Monday as a treat to his fans on his 21st birthday. Deluxe, the deluxe edition features 15 new songs with appearances from Young Thug, Gunna, 
A Boogie, Burna Boy, Davido, and Queen Nyjah. We also learned recently that Gunna will be releasing a deluxe album for one of this Friday. The deluxe version is ex- expected to have an additional 12 songs with features from Young Thug, Pop Smoke, Lil Uzi Vert, and Juice World. So before we get into our discussion about deluxe albums, um, what are your general thoughts on the deluxe version for Shoot for the Stars each of them? It was, uh... For me, there were, honestly, there were songs on this, on the deluxe that should have been on the regular album. But in terms of my favorites, I liked Hotel Lobby, Showing Off Part 1 and 2, I Style Audemars, Wu Year and Paranoia. I've actually been listening to Wu Year all day. Like, honestly, that song got me through work. Yeah, Wu Year's a bop. I like that song. I'm not I'm not the hugest fan yet of showing off part one, but I really like showing off part two. Alright, we're um, so we're we're com- we're the complete opposites. I love showing off part one. No, nah, yeah, I like showing off part two better. But uh besides that, hotel lobby, I like that. Paranoia, tsunami, who just imagine. It's it, it kinda sucks, especially sit Tsunami's the song that, you know, you're for the URI people that I was listening to the show. It's a union party, you know, everyone, you know, get, it's not like a hype song, but it's like, you know, you kind of do your thing in that song. And then um, it just sucks that we won't be able to enjoy that with everything going on. But anyway, um, and then... Hello is good, but you know, just throw a boogie off that track, like please. Bro, what happened to a boogie? Bro, did you see how he tried to proclaim himself the king of New York? <laughs> Boy, <laughs> hell no, bro. What? Bro, yo, I you know that... who slept on low key when we're talking about kings of New York? I'm pretty sure he's from New York. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Joey badass. He spits fire. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, he's from Brooklyn. Yeah, um, I don't really listen to him, so I, I can't. I don't have an opinion on him. Did, did you listen to that recent? Uh, the light pack. That shit. Went I crazy. did. I listened to that. But um. Okay, so first of all, I don't know why there was more at uh not Atlanta. Well, uh. New York representation here. Uh, why is Fabio Foreign not on the original album? And why why is he on the deluxe? That that's something that I noticed. Why the fuck is this shit fifteen tracks? That's something I need answers to. I feel about that. Um, overall, I don't. All right, this this might not make sense, and kind of might make sense at the same time. It's gonna be weird, but I feel like the more music we get out of, you know, Pop Smoke's team at this point. The less pop smoke we actually have. Yeah, because me, meaning, meaning like you you can tell that and and this is nobody's fault obviously, but you can tell that it's the team working on it and that's I mean that's obvious but I, I'm interested to see like if he was still alive today, how much of this music are we actually listening to? 
how much product is he actually putting out out of these songs. Um, another thing, way too many features. We did not hear enough Pop Smoke alone in songs. Way too many features. With me on that or not? I can, yeah. I I would, you know. Yeah, I I would agree with you on that. One thing I do want to ask you guys is, and Anibia went into it a little bit um, with his response. Um, if there's one song from the deluxe that you would add to the actual album, um, what would it be? Can you all hear me? Yeah. Um, Wu Year mm-hmm. and Paranoia. Simple. And two. Yo, no. I was literally no, I, I I was literally to the point where I didn't. I was like, should should I should I even bother listening to the to Paranoia? Because I know Young Thug's gonna do his thing, and that song's gonna be a a banger. But you know, feature. You know, you can never not listen to Young Thug. We talked about the whole controversy between Young Thug, Pusha T. That little miscue. You guys saw that? No. I saw a young thugs sort of like speaking for him, right? Is that what it was? Oh, yeah. Basically, I see that. Ba- I see basically, that. basically, what it was was Pusha T uh, again had, you know, some shots at Drake. Young Thug did not want to be a part of that because that's their beef, and Young Thug and Gunna don't want any, you know, part anything, of anything to do with that, really. That that became a whole mess in itself. Pusha T requested to have his uh, verse taken off of the deluxe, so we did not get. Well, it was leaked, but we did not get. You know, a product of that song, and yeah, that was that was pretty much the. The, the little miss, not little, but the miscue that happened over this deluxe. Mm-hmm. I actually did see a little bits of pieces of that, but I wasn't didn't force myself to dive deeper into what was actually going on. I just don't understand why we're still talking about Pusha T and Drake after years of after being you know a couple years apart from that. Yeah, that song was good though. But let's go, enough with Pop Smoke, let's go into, and I know, Jason, you talked a little bit on social media about, and you've even talked about it on numerous occasions on the show. But once again, you know, Pop Smoke just dropped this album, but you like you hinted before, like, the Lux album's not your thing. I hate it. Why exactly? Albums. I hate the fact that we're getting 15 songs with deluxe albums. That that's my main thing. So your issue is not deluxe albums going out. It's more uh, that. I think um, I think way too many people are doing it. So should it be less people doing it? Yes. Um, because that you know people people's you know come back to me is why wouldn't you want more music? Why wouldn't you you know want more product? And I guess that's fair, but. Well, it's never as good as the original. 
And then, again, I don't need nine new songs. Yeah, just make that, like, make that another project right there. I'm, yeah. Speaking of that, wouldn't artists make much more money if they waited, they built hype for the music that would have gone on a deluxe and then just save it for another album? That's true. I, I think no, it, my bad. Um, let me make this point though about uh, Lil Uzi because I know he was kind of the person that we kind of all agree on started this deluxe album craze for the year. I no, feel not, like okay, yeah. I feel like if he dropped, like, if he like the two the his album and then his deluxe, if he dropped those two separately, they would have both been two fire albums. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's just. I, I don't know the way I see it with these uh. Like, I'm cool with, like, the way Young Thug did it on So Much Fun. You know, he had, like, a couple, couple new tracks. What do you have, like, four? Five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. yeah. That. But then when you're releasing, like, a whole other tape on top of the album, that just, to me, what I see is that you're not content with your initial release. It is absolutely like, you don't not think it fucking was good. needed. It is absolutely not fucking needed. It's to drive sales. <laughs> you're not you're not satisfied enough with I guess the sales that you initially had. This is what the industry has come down to. Who who can get the most numbers? Who can get the most sales? The label has a huge part in that. Labels fucking suck to begin with. Honestly, labels they they just care about the numbers. They don't even mm-hmm. they're not even you know big into how the artists even feel. Sometimes they they just care about the numbers. So. I mean, but, but what, let's look at it with our current situation with everything going on with the coronavirus. Wouldn't it help an artist when they don't have the benefit of you know live conference, live concerts, and being able to go on tours? Wouldn't it help artists to drop deluxe albums so they can get the money from streaming services? Here's the been thing. an issue before the virus. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that. When, when Eternal the Take dropped, was coronavirus a thing? Absolutely. Was it? Was the world locked down? Coronavirus no, was a no. thing. Coronavirus was a thing. It just that was before. Down, yeah. That was it, before the the what's it called? The World Health Organization declared it a global pandemic. It was still a thing, but it was just like you know, it was just another virus or disease going around that not too many people took seriously. We just thought that it was just going to go by. But A lot of these projects are too new to start while Corona was happening, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, not even... You start it now, but like... after the whole deluxe that nobody listened to, but, I mean, I don't think this was all, oh, shit, Corona, let's, you know, let's make a whole you know, basically second tape and try to get the most out of it. I don't understand your question, but I feel like in the future because I don't entirely, 
I don't entirely understand like how like you know streaming like for every play you get on a streaming service, like how much that would be in terms like in relation to concert sales. I mean, didn't J. Cole say that like artists eat the most off of their concert sales? Like that's where they make their money. I believe that. I believe, yeah, I believe he did say that. Mm-hmm. Because from what I've read, these artists don't make anything off streaming services. Yeah, it's like pennies. Yeah. Like for per stream or something. Or, or like a yeah. fraction of a penny for a stream. And even with now, you know, people are like, there's not, there's not like live concerts. So like there's the demand to listen to music. So I don't know. You might not be able to make it up as much as, you know, concert sales. But like... It's still money coming in instead of, you know, not having anything come in because of, you know, there's just no concerts going on. I mean, the but the thing, we've seen some artists decide, oh, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put on a concert out for, for my fans on my RG uh, live, which I think is a great idea. But the thing is, you're not getting com- compensated for doing that. Mm. That's true. That's true. I mean, no, not necessarily. Explain. I don't know. I don't know entirely how, like, you know, if you can make money. I don't know how entirely how Instagram works in terms of lives and, like, being able to. No, wait, you could. It could work because I'm pretty sure Tory Lanez made money off of quarantine radio. Wow, that seems so long ago. That oh, does seem long. Tory Lanez is looking at jail time now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that went well. But I, I was just thinking about the video of him rapping and everyone's like, oh, how comparing how short he was. I didn't realize how short he was, man. Bro, the funniest thing I've ever seen regarding Tory Lanez was that I, I don't remember what interview he was in, but he was in an interview. He was sitting down. He gets uh, up out of his seat, and he's the same height. Oh, yeah, it was that, yeah, it was that interview. <laughs> Dude, that shit had me crying for days. <laughs> Yo. Once you can play but, basketball, too, was funny as shit. Wait, when did he play basketball? This was a while ago. Like, he was playing... I don't even know if it was, like, with his friends. Maybe it was, like, with fans. But this fan absolutely cooked him. Or whoever it was. And that shit was hilarious. Yo, wait, wait, wait. Can we can we talk about this? You see the video of Cardi uh, playing football at uh, Doc Martin? <laughs> Yo, what was that fit? <laughs> I've officially given up on Playboy Cardi. For the year of 2020 and beyond, he's coming back. That's he's not, my God. Yeah, if it's I anything don't. like if it's anything like we've gotten recently, I just feel I like the direction he's heading towards is not the Cardi I became a fan of. Um, good. If it's anything like we've gotten in the past, that shit was fucking awful. Bro, where where is the self-titled Playboy Cardi at? Where is he at? Not coming back ever again. And that's a sad case. Since we're on the talk, since we got off topic, did you guys hear that um, that leak on Twitter with him and Travis Scott? No, I actually didn't. No. Uh, 
I'm not even. I'll I'll be honest. Travis Scott bodied him on that. Well, that was expected. Wait, you talking about you talking about Houdini? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. no, that was a minute ago. Yeah, that, oh, that's, that's not a leak. Oh wow. It, no, it, I don't. I don't. It might have been a leak, but like that was around when Astroworld came out. Honestly. Yeah, that's, it, it's it's been a while. Bodied though. Wow, I'm late. I mean, if we're gonna be on the top of new, on the topic of new music, that wave radio, we we got plenty of leaks there. Not leaks, but plenty of new music on the way. We got new Don Tolliver. We got new Travis Scott X Big Sean. Two songs actually. We got new Travis Scott X Young Thug. White T was fire. A lot of music coming out. I'm looking forward to the fall off. J. Cole's next album. J. Cole has two. We are recording as in the day where he drops tomorrow, Wednesday. So it's Tuesday right now. But J. Cole, two songs tomorrow, fall off. Produced by him. That's key. Produced by him. A lot of people have given him backlash for his production. If this is any, if this is remotely fired tomorrow, this album, I will be very excited. Can I, can I make this? Wait, how do you? What are y'all expectations for Gunna's Deluxe? Uh, I, I actually tweeted about this. I think we're gonna see Gunna makes music where it's kind of like you can kind of bump to almost anything. So I think the music won't be bad. I'm just you know again not a fan of the nine songs or whatever it is that are gonna drop. Twelve. Twelve? Oh <laughs> yeah. Shit. I thought it was nine. Uh, will the songs be bad? Probably not. Will I be ecstatic about it? Probably not, but I like some of the I can't I can't wait to see this cover art though. That that I will say. Nah the cover art <laughs> nah, the cover the cover art no nah, the cover No, nah, I don't know. I'm looking based on the genius website. Now nah, the cover art's kinda clean. It's basically the same thing, but it just everything instead of like the pink and the purple colors, it's like everything is black. And so then it's like so orange. I mean, yeah, that's your choice, but um, yeah, we'll see. But in terms of that, that was garbage. In terms of the the track list, they also they have the, the also have the track list here. That song with Juice World is gonna be good. Two hundred for lunch with Uzi, and then Cinderella, Rose Gold, Hobla. I'm pretty sure I'm not saying that right, but that song is gonna be fired. Gunna and Young Thug always go crazy. And then straight to the top with Pop Smoke. Those are the three songs I'm going to be looking Four yeah, songs gonna, I'm going to be looking at. They're going to do numbers. Interestingly enough, you mentioned Uzi. Uzi also has a alleged project with Future coming out. When? This month. Uh, I believe the last day of this month. Oh. I might be wrong. Shoot. Wow. Um... But anything else before we go to our next topic? The pop smoke was okay. The deluxes make me want to kill myself. Is there anything new? <laughs> I mean, I just wonder. I want. I'd want to go to like talk to like actual people running these recording labels to see like, oh, why are they? Why are all these artists creating more? 
deluxe albums because that's definitely something I'd want to get an answer to. I think you don't even got to go that far. You can just like, you know, it's simple money. No, no, beyond, yeah, just beyond the streaming, like, oh, we're trying to get more streaming money, but I don't want to say, I don't want to say do these artists actually want to because they do, but uh, what what's the balance between, you know, earning income versus blessing your fans in terms of all this new music? That's true. You know, people are known to kind of not be as hungry after a while of fame and success. Yeah. I, you also have to think, like, you know, we look at it as repetitive music. You know, you just drop something, you're going to drop it again. But it is these artists' job to, like Jason said, to bless fans. And for anyone who does create stuff, there is joy when you release something publicly after working so long on it. So you can't take that away. Mm-hmm. But that's just, yeah, that's my last, that's the last thing I wanted to say. As we have done the past three weeks, we are revealing our top 25 players returning to the NBA bubble. Last week, we we revealed players 15 to 11 on our list. In review, these players were at 15, Jimmy Butler, at 14, Devin Booker, at 13, Joel Embiid, at 12, Paul George, and finally, at number 11, Russell Westbrook. This week, we'll be revealing players 10 to 6 on the list. The first player we'll be revealing on the list and number 10 on our list is Boston Celtics forward Jason Tatum. After a disappointing sophomore season, Jason Tatum has emerged as one of the league's brightest young stars this season. Tatum is currently averaging 23.6 points, 7.1 rebounds per game while shooting 45% from the field. He had a phenomenal month of February in which a string of four straight games with 30-plus points, including a 41-point performance against the L.A. Lakers, led him to be named Player of the Month. Many expect the Celtics will go deep in the playoffs, and that will occur if Tatum can replicate what he did during the 2018 playoffs. At number nine, we have Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal had a career year this season for the Washington Wizards. He is currently averaging 30 and a half points, the second most in the league, and 6.1 assists while shooting 45% from the field. Despite these stats, Beal wasn't selected to this year's All-Star team after making it the past two seasons. Before you guys come at me, we made this list before he announced um, that he wasn't going to return to the bubble. So instead, Jalen Brown will be added to the list. At number eight is Denver Nuggets center Nikola Jokic. Jokic and the Nuggets have one game were one game away from the Western Conference Finals last season when they lost to the Trailblazers in a seven-game series. Jokic has returned this season, putting up similar numbers as the as last season, averaging 20.2 points, 10.2 rebounds, and 6.2 assists per game. Because of his ability to shoot from the perimeter, pass in the half court, and, po- and in the post and rebound, Jokic commands a lot of attention from opposing teams. Jokic, Jokic also showing up to Orlando lighter than he 
was a few months ago will be an interesting storyline to watch as a team looks to keep pace with the LA Clippers in the Western Conference. At number seven, our second international player on this list, Luka Doncic. Like Jokic, Doncic is your stereotypical European player that can do just about everything on the floor. Doncic can score, rebound, and create for himself and others on the floor. Leaving Europe as one of the most accomplished teenagers of all time, Doncic has only continued his rise to stardom. He is currently averaging 28.7 points, 9.3 rebounds, and 8.7 assists per game. He also posts a player efficiency rating of 27.75 and leads the league in triple doubles this season with 14. Expect Doncic to excite us with his play as he might get a first as he will get a taste of the postseason in August. And finally, our last player on this list, and number six, is Trailblazers guard Damian Lillard. Lillard has definitely benefited from the four-month layoff. Before the hiatus, Lillard was the leading the league in minutes with 36.9 minutes per game. Part of this is because of the amount of injuries that the Blazers have dealt with this season. Despite the heavy workload, Lillard is averaging 28.9 points and 7.8 assists while shooting 39% from the three-point line. As a result of this stat line, the 30-year-old was named to his fifth All-Star team. With the eighth seed hanging in the balance for Lillard and the Trailblazers, expect Lillard to be one of the most exciting players within the first couple of weeks of play in Orlando. And it sure helps that Zach Collins and Joseph Nurkic are now healthy. All right, so now that we've revealed uh, week four of our list, um, what are your thoughts on this week's rankings? I love it. Yeah, I'd say these, these rankings are accurate. Like, there's, I wouldn't say there's any controversy before um, with our 10 to 6 picks. Any um. I, yeah, I know some people, I have a feeling some people when we drop this episode, they're going to have like, oh, why is Jason Tatum mad high? Um, why is he ranked over a guy like Ben Simmons or because Joel he's Embiid? Better. <laughs> but let me, but let me just refresh people's memories. Jason Tatum was one of the best players in the league before and after the All-Star break. Like, we can't forget, he was averaging 30 in the month of February. And in the in terms of scoring for the whole entire season, he's 16th in the league with 23.6 points per game. I mean, I know it's one month of elite play, but, I mean, he, he was not slowing down at all. Here's, like, my, yeah. here's my thing with Tatum. I think Tatum... Just where he's at, like right now, with what he's, how he's playing, he is the tenth best player returning to the bubble. If you added his potential on top of that, and how much, like he could even like show a breakthrough in this, in this coming, uh, like the rest of this season. So, I have high hopes for him. I think out of everyone returning to the bubble, he's got the second highest ceiling for any young player, and. I, t- I took that into consideration when I ranked him at ten. I think the, the thing. I think the biggest thing was the Celtics finally realized who's like he's the guy. 
Mm-hmm. He's the guy that's going to carry this team for the next 10 to 15 years. We're not cuz cuz the Celtics, you know, a couple of years ago were known for kind of having everybody involved. There wasn't really a main I mean, Kyrie Irving was I guess the main guy, but we everyone wanted one. Yeah, everyone wanted the ball and stuff, so it, it just didn't work out. I think they finally realized while it is still a very, you know, ball movement heavy team and everyone has their fair share. I feel like they finally realized that Jason, if we're going to be successful and we're going to win championships, Jason Tatum is going to be the guy to lead us there. Mm-hmm. And I think he's capable of that. So, I mean, I, it's the best thing you could have in the NBA. A wing that can defend, can shoot threes. I mean, can do it all. Those usually are the best players in the NBA. And mm-hmm. I mean, we, I... see, we see it with LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis, et cetera, et cetera. I think Tatum, out of all the young guys, has the second, like I said, the second highest ceiling, and I think that's only behind Zion because Zion's potential's through the roof. But Tatum's ceiling is right there too. Yeah, Tatum could be a fate. He's like, but his potential compared to where he is now is like face of the league potential. He, in my he has he has top three potential. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be right there with Giannis, Luca, Zion. Yeah, and I know I know Giannis is young, but he's already established himself. That's why I didn't say like his ceiling because like <coughs> Luca, we... we're gonna get there. Shit, I forgot about. Yeah, he's a young dude too. Oh, oh well, all right, no, okay. Well, here's the thing with Luca. You guys, like, you guys will see how I feel about Luca. It's like his ceiling is extremely high too, but it's like I already feel like since he's so experienced already, like he's already close to his ceiling. I don't think so. I think he's yeah. just getting started. I think Luka Doncic can be the best player in the NBA. I think he could too. When um, yeah, yeah, he definitely could. Um, the, da- the, da- come up a the Dallas Mavericks are my dark horse team to go to the finals this year. Dark horse team, yes. Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, yes. dark horse. That's dark horse, like a dark horse team. Yeah, he's not saying they're like a straight up contender like that. Now, like I, the Lakers I, or the Clippers. I, uh, we understand that. Now, um, and EBA, we're gonna have to give him the air horn for that. Um, hold on. I respectfully disagree. I don't. Yeah, think I don't deserve an air horn with that. Like, I, I could definitely see the Mavericks being like surprising everybody they're 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 still, possible they're they're still a couple of years away i wouldn't need to say a couple of years away i feel like if because porzingis just had a freak injury and usually the year after your freak injury you're not the same but the year after that that's when you're kind of yourself again as, as soon as next year they could be a legit contender i think mm-hmm. porzingis, porzingis can be one of the best players in the nba when he's himself and then luca's already one of the best players wait so you're going this year the next year so what is it so they're, this they're, year they're a dark horse team to go to the finals. I think they. I mean, have you seen the the games with the Lakers between them? And yo, the, and yo, the yo, wait, 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 wait! Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. You do realize, you do realize, the Mavericks do play the Clippers in the first round. They literally have a robot in their way. The Mavericks. Anything can happen. Well, the Mavericks will not be favored in that series, but I would not be shocked if they beat them. Mm-hmm. 
and, oh and, and I don't think you guys understand what that I'm saying. This is a dark horse team to go. I'm not saying that I don't you. I'm not even expecting them to, to make it. I'm just saying I would not be shocked if they did. I thought you were going to say at least the Celtics or the Heat. No, those are contenders. No, no, no. The, the, no the these are, these are, are, are dark horse. Or even the Rockets. I'm, I'm expecting, no, I'm expecting the South. Well, I mean, there's the Bucks too, but. Bucks or Celtics, honestly, one of those teams, in my opinion, they're going to make it. That's not a dark horse team. The Rockets are kind of in the middle, but, I mean, I, they're more of a contender than a dark horse team, in my opinion. Wait, wait, a dark horse team to make it to the finals? Yes. Okay, okay. I just wanted to clarify that. Um, I somewhat disagree with that, but. Continue. I I disagree. Sheesh. I don't know how we disagree. Definitely wasn't air horn quality. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, you're lucky. My you're lucky. The sound out of my laptop is tweaking right now. I don't think. No, I I genuinely I I genuinely do not think I deserve an air horn for that. It doesn't. Because again, because again, it's a dark horse team. It's not. We are not expecting the Dallas Mavericks to make it to the finals. Honestly, they they they're probably going to lose in the first round to the Clippers. Honestly, but I would not be shocked if they actually made it. Mm-hmm. I, I I I, you guys don't agree that Luca could potentially pull an upset off? Nah. What? Nah. Sheesh. I see. No, no, no. no. Re- Let me say this. Review those a games against horse. the Lakers and Kawhi Leonard. Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's a robot. He's gonna stop. He's gonna stop Luca. He didn't well, stop him in their matchups yeah. this season. If Paul George turns into a puddle, that, that's gonna be. It's gonna be tough to, Let, to be. Let me, different, bro. Yeah. Let me say true. this. Let me say this though. What if the Blazers get up to the seventh seed? If if that's even possible, the Blazers need to worry about the eighth seed first. Yeah, that's the thing, but. If we're looking at it from that perspective, the Blazers could be I feel, a dark horse team. I feel the same. No, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I feel the same exact way about the Blazers. The Blazers, although they are not favored nor expected to win, I would not be shocked if the Blazers beat the Lakers if they got the eighth seed in the, in the first round. That would not shock me. Yeah, yeah LeBron's not going to get a cakewalk into the first round, out of the first round like he always does. What? What are you saying? What to? I said yeah, the, LeBron's not going to get a cakewalk. So yeah, the Lakers don't have as much depth going into this bubble as they. Expect. The Lakers, the La- look, the Lakers lost Avery Bradley. Lost, and these aren't crazy, you know, transformative team pieces either. This is but depth like, right here, though. But like, they they don't have their full team. The Blazers do have their full team. The Blazers. No, Trevor Ariza, starting. You're starting small forward. The Blazers got skinny mellow. That's all I got to say. <laughs> no, the Trailblazers, um, another dark horse team, and I mean, I know Dame's on this list. He's he's just crazy. He's he's in top point guard discussion. You know who I had as a dark horse team, but now I think they're legit contenders. The Nuggets. Uh, they're kind of in the mid. No, nah, I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, they're kind of in, in the middle. They're in the, of that. they're in the middle, like. Like I, I can't call them a dark horse team because they're too good to be one, but I'm not expecting that team to beat one of the LA teams. And honestly, I mean I've said this before, I'm scared they're gonna turn into a OKC situation. I don't know how Jokic's <laughs> weight loss I mean, 
good he's for looking it. good. He's looking he's looking good in those few practice clips. Yeah, no, good, think, like, good good for him. But we have to see what the results are because that actually, I mean, in in a weird way, I feel like him being you know slightly on the bigger side. There, there's there's some, there's certain advantages to that. If you, I don't know. Yeah. Here's the thing. No. Let me let me make this point about Luka Doncic. I think he should have been higher on this rankings. You think he's better me, than Dame? Like expected? no, no, just just purely off the season he's having right now. Okay, he's a great player. Because think about it, he's averaging, he's averaging, um, he's averaging twenty eight points a game. He's um, he has nine rebounds and eight assists. Nearly a triple double. He's a top three N- MVP candidate. He should be at least top five on this on this rankings, in my opinion. Well, the fans will get to see about that five next week, and maybe they'll mm-hmm. agree or disagree with you. I don't know if I yeah. put them over the five that we'll reveal next week, but no, I said in the top. He should be, bro. Okay, I, I I'd personally put him at five. That's that's my that's my opinion. Well, we will see. I can I can see that. No, I mean it, it's not. That's not air horn qual air horn quality take, but I mean I I can see the Dallas Mavericks pulling what they did with Dirk, you know, one championship, almost two. Well, not almost, but like, you know, they got to two finals. They won one. They're, they're gonna be good. They're gonna be really good for years to come. And Luke is gonna be a huge part of that. He's 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 so young. He he's just getting started, and he's already, you know. A professional, he, you know, he played professional ball before he even got here. Dude, yeah, just think about it's crazy. To, it's crazy to think the things that he's doing at the age of twenty, and he hasn't even hit his prime. The yet. other thing we have to realize with Luca, and this also applies to Trey Young too, which I know, I mean, isn't here right now, but you, a lot of people in their sophomore seasons, like Jason Tatum, do not perform like they did in their first seasons, and then Luca. Has performed better. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a point with Jason Tatum, that's not his fault, though. Like, no, no, I'd say that, it was the de- system with Tatum. Yeah, it was it, the system definitely played a huge part in it, but he did also take a step back. We can't ignore that. And after, it was also the after after the 2018 playoffs, there were people saying like, "Oh, Tatum's the future." Like, if the Celtics want to make it to the finals, they're gonna have to put the ball in Tatum's hand. And then, you know, you have the 2018-2019 season with all the turmoil with the Celtics and, like, the self, the inconsistency. And, like, you know, the Celtics are going on a – you know, they're winning 10 games in a row. And then, you know, they're losing five straight games. And then yeah, there's the Kyrie thing, the Gordon Hayward thing. And, again, like I said previously, they finally understand that Tatum is the guy. He's the guy. He's going to be the guy that's going to, you know, take him there. They have a lot of good pieces, but if the Celtics win the championship this year, we are going to be looking at Jason Tatum as the main reason why. Mm-hmm. And for they sure, finally, for sure, they finally accepted that, and that's why they're that. That's why they're in this position to go really deep in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I feel like with Tatum and Jalen Brown, that duo. Not saying that they would be as good, but like they could be a, a Jordan Pippen type duo. That's very high praise. 
Yeah, no, I'm not saying like they're, they're, they're not same win, tier of like. Yeah, they're not going to win six titles, but two repeats. No, no. I, I, yeah, no. I, I I see what you're saying. Jalen Brown is a really underrated player, and honestly, like talking about their builds, we haven't talked about Bradley Beal because I mean he's not going to be there. So this gives me, I guess, room to talk about Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is a really underrated player in the NBA. Um, Jalen Brown, borderline All Star. You can make the case that you should have been an All Star. If if you don't watch Celtics games like specifically, you don't realize how good Jalen Brown actually is. He's improved a lot. Mm-hmm. He didn't have he didn't have the greatest jump shot coming into the league, and now oh he has my a God. He that has was a, hard to watch at first. No, it it was it was frustrating because we're looking at a slasher here trying to take jump shots and it was frustrating now he can finally take him and you're not you know pulling your hair out because he takes him because he actually makes him with some consistency now and he's got top tier athleticism too like yeah he's he's a really good i'm i'm glad i mean the celtics got a steal in that contract and i remember everyone I, i i will never forget people reacting to that contract that we gave him they were, you know, they were all over him. But in the end, that's gonna that's gonna work out really well for us. And oh, uh, one more thing to mention, along with his shooting, that you know was atrocious. He's also gotten uh, slightly better as a free throw shooter, and even that that was a pain to watch. He was terrible. He was an awful free throw shooter. He was awful. terrible. And then he just he's slowly gotten better. Listen, he, he, if the Celtics play like they were playing in February, they they are my finals pick. I will put that out there now. You have any? You even have Ennis Kanter tweet, uh, tweeting on Twitter. The Celtics have the best chemistry in the NBA. I believe it. I one hundred percent believe it. They they all like each other genuinely. Kemba's a huge Not, part of that. Yeah. It genuinely warms my heart to hear all the good stuff that you, got, that you guys have said about Jason Tatum. And yeah, you guys know I'm not even Yo. a Celtic fan, so like this is just me being how I see it. No, not even that, because like as everyone, if you don't know, if you're listening to this show, I don't know. Yo, why I'm does probably... it sound like you're about to? <laughs> Yo, why does it sound like you're about to get emotional now? <laughs> I can if I if you guys want me to. Hey, bro, but. Jason Tatum, man, and oh man, it started in the 2018 playoffs. And then ever since then, <laughs> oh shit! It started in the 2018 playoffs, and everyone was like, "Nah, nah, he's not like that." And then, like everyone now is like, "Yeah, he's like that." And I've been saying it since then. I knew Jason Tatum was going to be successful since college, honestly. Again, he just has that build. He just has the best build you can possibly have in the NBA, in my opinion. Isn't it crazy that he went third overall in his draft? I'm like looking back. I mean, you have Markel. You have Lonzo was going to the Lakers. I I heard. I heard had the Celtics not done that trade, they would have still taken Tatum first. I just think it's a crime that he dropped a third. Like, looking back at the draft class. Hey, man, Jordan dropped a third, too, bro. That's true. Wait, can I can I say something about... Oh, um, can I say something about Nik- Nik- Nikola Jokic? 
No. Uh, <laughs> you ask every week, and we always give you permission, bro. You don't got to ask sure. anymore. <laughs> Yo, I'm finally glad Jokic doesn't look like a polar bear anymore. Wow. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> Yo, I thought you was about to just say something objective. God is ass. Nah. <laughs> Yo, but honestly, could we make a case of, uh, between him and 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 be between him? Um, who's uh, the best center in the league? Yo, I think it's. I think Jokic, Jokic is better. Jokic is better. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jokic is better. I was leaning towards Embiid for a little bit, but I was thinking about like Embiid's not really healthy. Mm-hmm. We haven't yeah. seen a full season of him being like in in shape. This is also so, yeah. This is also slightly underrated, but to my fantasy players out there, one of the best players you can possibly get. Yo, Phil's the star. He just he does everything. That is true. That's true. That's true. Um, in terms of. In terms of Damian Lillard, let me let me let me make this point up. I remember last summer there was talks of, oh, Damian Lillard's going to be the highest paid. He's going to be the most. Well, he's going to be the highest paid player to never win a championship. Because think about it, he's just getting paid by the Blazers, but he's not going to have pieces around him to actually compete for a title. Do you think that team? Has the players has the talent to win a championship? No, they need another oh, piece. Yeah, no, they don't have the depth. Just, that's specifically in the forward position, and it, it doesn't even have to be a crazy mm-hmm. piece. Honestly, Kevin Love. I'll, I'll just throw a name. Kevin Love is not a scrub, and he's good enough where he can boost that team a little bit. And that's all. I feel like that team mm-hmm. just needs a little boost. That's all. Tell me why. Tell me why a Tristan Thompson would be a good piece for that team. Why, when you already have Nurkic, Zach Collins, and Hassan Whiteside, trade one. None of those names. Yeah, are you don't really need to keep. You don't really need to keep Hassan Whiteside. I actually, I, like I actually thought just... of a trade between the Celtics and the Blazers once that would work for both teams. What's and what that was trade? that? So, as we all know. The Celtics have, I, I guess, other than the center position, the only other real weakness of the Celtics is they don't have the greatest bench. Can we all agree on that? Yeah. Let's yeah. just say their bench does what they're supposed to do. They while the start. Not nah, he. Nah, it, he's it, kinda right. It, yeah, it can improve. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We do have. I mean, it, it, it's good, but we do kind of have a log jam at the forward position. I was thinking trade Gordon Hayward to. To the Trailblazers, a good player that can boost that team. And we just get bench pieces, honestly. I would trade Gordon Hare for a good bench. You hear that, Danny Ainge? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. You have Brown, you have Tatum, you have Kemba. You, you don't really need another forward. And with a good bench, I mean, the sky's the limit. Um... I like that trade, but I know, I know, I know. I mentioned this trade to you, but um, the trade of uh, the Celtics, tra- the uh, Celtics trading uh, Gordon Hayward to the Spurs to get Lamarcus Aldridge. I would never fucking do that. <laughs> you wouldn't. I don't want Lamarcus Aldridge on my team. What? He's a defensive liability. He can't we don't, post we don't, up. We don't need him. Hmm. 
Bro, you remember the time when he got crossed up by Trey Young? Yeah, that too. Yo, and look, yo, he looks like he's trying to do dance. Like, looks like he's trying to stand up and do like and he's awkward and and, and he's older too. I, I don't want any part of him. And one thing. Well, to I mean, mention, he, he, the thing is, what are you really losing? Because like Gordon Hayward, with all due respect to him, contract. like he's just not really. Like I feel you, like like what are you, you got really enough contributors about? at the forward position, so even if it's not like a significant improvement, just adding another piece at like a at the power forward position wouldn't that just, wouldn't that be good? I don't think we need another power forward position. I think we need a legitimate center. I mean, he could play the role. Well, how, how about I don't this, I don't though? I don't want to be my center. I, how I about this that. though? How about what? What if the Celtics just let Robert Williams develop, and he becomes your starter? That's center? what I've been wanting to do for the past two years. But the fucking guy gets hurt after every two games, bro. Like he's literally, he's literally uh, the perfect. He could be Miles Turner, I, bro. Like, yeah, he's that yeah. type of defensive presence in the paint. But he just again, he just gets hurt way too often. And plus, he's a lob threat too. Yeah, he he literally could be Miles Turner. And I would love to yo, have Miles Turner on my team. Yo, I remember when he got drafted. I was like, "Wow, I can't believe he fell to that uh, to the Celtics." But I don't even think you guys need a big name center like that. Like you guys just need somebody you who's don't. like as productive as, for example, like a Stephen Adams. I would love Stephen Adams on my team. Yeah, like. Oh yeah, he no. was really he was in trade talks. Happy, I feel like you guys should have with the Celtics. Yeah. I'm not breaking the bank for Stephen Adams either, though. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, I, I, I get... Most of these most of these teams want like Marcus Smart and people like that. I'm good. Oh yeah, you guys can't get rid of Marcus Smart. Yeah, I'm good. remember talks about remember talks how the Celtics were trying to get somebody like Mark Gasol last year. Oh fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> you just said you just said you need a defensive presence, dude. Like. <laughs> I, I I want youth. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You want people Which, who could grow alongside Tatum and Jalen Brown? I I don't want expired pieces on on our team. Bro. Dude, he just got his championship DNA badge, though. Yeah, I guess thanks to Mr. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Or I know Steven Adams makes twenty five mil a year, so I kind of see how that can hurt the Celtics. That's also awesome. yeah. yeah that's but awesome. if you're trading him for Gordon Hayward, doesn't that? How, what's his contract? Oh, no, it no, makes no, no, sense no, 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 if you want to do it that way. It doesn't make sense. But in terms of um, in terms of uh, in terms of Marcus Gasol, he also makes twenty five mil a year, so that does make sense. I'll take Steven Adams and Marcus. But Marcus Gasol's thirty five years old. Yeah, he's expired. <laughs> Compared to Steven Adams, who's only 27. Exactly. Shout out to him. I think his birthday right. was either today or yesterday. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Dang, I can't. It might have been, it might have been couple days Tuesday ago. or Monday. Tuesday or Monday. Today's Tuesday. Yeah. Overall, though, I think, um, you know, the right players are on this list, though. Um, I, I I already know for a fact people are going to be like, "What the fuck?" When they see Jason Tatum at ten, but that's expected as you yeah. as usual. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I I just wanted to make that point clear. He's one of the he was the best player in the NBA 
throughout the month of February and even before the um, the league shut down. Yeah. I know people are going to have a problem with that, but, you know, I don't because I'm smarter than you. I know. <laughs> people might have a problem with your dark horse take, but. The Dallas Mavericks. Bro, it is, that is a legit team. take. They they can get to the finals. I'm not again. People need to like. They, this is what pisses me off. Dumbasses that don't comprehend how to analyze a discussion end up saying, "Oh, he said that the Dallas Mavericks are a real threat to get to the front." No, they're a dark horse team. They can get there. It's going to be tough. They're again. They they're expected to face the Clippers. They're probably going to lose in the first round. I would not be shocked if they actually made it somewhere though. Talk your shit, Jason. Yo. Yo, let me say this. Let me say this too. I know. I know some people try to make a case of, oh, why'd you put, why'd you put a, why'd you put Damian Lillard ahead of Russell Westbrook? First of all, because Russell Westbrook is five. inefficient as fuck. Game five, game five, last year, game six, two years ago, game five, three years ago, against the Rockets, the Jazz, and the Blazers, respectively. Damian Lillard is one of, well, obviously one of the best point guards in the NBA. You can make the case he's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Or returning to the bubble, at least. Because I don't think you can make a case of him over Steph Curry. Uh, I, I don't think he's better than Steph Curry. I, I'm not going to call It's not air horn quality of a take to say he's better. I'm not going to call someone for that. But I, I might take out their better. kneecaps if they said some dumb shit like that. I, just, I, don't, I don't think he's even – I don't think there's a discussion for that. I think Damian Lillard is sitting comfortable as the second-best point guard in the league right now. But I don't think he's making a case. Steph Curry has just done too much, in my opinion. Well. Don't mention him, Jason. We're not going to get into that discussion this episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any other – Thoughts, wild takes before we close out the show. It was not a wild take. All right. Um, wild takes? I wouldn't say this is wild, but I, c- I would say you can make an argument to put Luca over Dane. That's not wild. No, nah, that's not wild. And he yet would even said that he would put him. Oh, at- so you want me to get wild? season. No, 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 I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> the Phoenix Suns are making it to the finals. Yeah. Devin Booker will Average become... Average 50 a game. <laughs> Imagine. Kelly Oubre, off of looks alone, distracted Dwight Howard, and there was no defense <laughs> inside. <laughs> I think they play each other in a scrimmage within the next few days. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, boy. Bro, I didn't even mean that. It's just like that meme is. I've seen that meme so much. I just had to say it. All right. That's all y'all got from me, though. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done too. Yeah, I, I teed right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> shout all out right. Dwight Howard. Yeah, no. Shout no, out, no, shout no, out no, to no. the. Uh, is it three time? Yeah, three time Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Make sure you tune in to next week to hear some more (laughs) wild takes as we reveal the final five players on our list. 
And that's it for this week's edition of the Beyond the Bleachers podcast. If this is your first time listening to the show, please subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Beyond Bleachers. For the latest sports and pop culture news, takes from the four of us, and updates on guest appearances. For Anibia Ocon, Jason Hernandez, and Christian Sanchez, I'm Anibia Ocon Ocon. We'll see you next time on the Beyond the Bleachers podcast. J.H. out. Peace. Peace out, AO10. Yeah, I'm not shouting myself out. <laughs> <laughs>